Welcome to the Disconnected Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Ethan. So today we're going to be talking about the about water bottles, specifically the economics of water bottles. So I'd like to give a little... Water bottles or bottled water? Bottled water. Thank you. That's yeah, actually a good correction. That's actually a good distinction. Because you can have those like... Because that's a Gatorade plastic. water bottle right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But good. we're talking like Nestle bottles of water. Yeah, yeah. Good correction. So I initially became interested in just water in general when I tried to develop an Android app. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, tr- <laughs> I tried to track the amount of water that like you consume in a day by like, pressing a button or whatever like to make your daily requirement of uh, eight glasses. But Matt and Ethan heavily criticized me, specifically Matt. I still believe that. He said no one will ever idea. use that. I will stand by that to the end of my days. But I feel like we've met some people that have used that. So Well, I mean, there wasn't th- the demand at the time, but there's smart water bottles now. Yeah, that's true. That so track them for you. Yeah. There's yeah. At, you, th- you at the time, well, like three years ago, there was nothing about it. No <laughs> demand whatsoever. That's true. That's true. You were actually just ahead of the I curve. Was ahead of the curve. I could have made millions. No, <laughs> no, you could not. Have. Especially with like, especially <laughs> with like, like connected devices like Fitbit and stuff. Like, can you track water on there? Yeah, the Apple Watch you can. I know for the Fitbit in the app you can track the amount of water you drink. Yeah. Um. Also, before we start this episode, I just want to clear three things up. So in the first episode, I talked about the achievement gap. That's the. I just want to reiterate that. That's the gap between between um, poor students and wealthier students. Like the gap between their the information that they receive and like how smart they are, how, how they achieve in school. Then there's a thing known as the knowledge gap. The knowledge gap is the difference between um, wealthy, just just wealthy people, and poor people. Not just in a school and the achievement there. It's just what people know from being wealthier and and poor right there's a huge gap there we're talking about the information gap this is between experts and consumers and and the information gap can be summarized as asymmetrical information asymmetrical information is clearly one once it's slanted one way the experts know more than the consumers let's roll the intro welcome to disconnected Okay, so my primary concern with bottled water has nothing to do with, like, what the average person is most likely concerned with. Like, they're concerned with, like, the environment, the amount of plastic that's used, and just the waste there. I'm really more concerned with the economics behind it and how consumers are being taken advantage by, like, being, like, literally having bottled water forced down their throats by big companies. So consumers are really being taken advantage by paying up to 2,000 times more for bottled water than tap. So if you take the average bottled water, it's about $1.22 per gallon. And tap is less than half a cent, $0.004 per gallon. This is about 300 times more. Now, I said 2,000 earlier. And that's because if you take into account that more than two-thirds of bottled water consumption is in the 16.9 ounces of water, the standard water bottle you get, then uh, the cost per gallon jumps up to $7.50, making bottled water 2,000 more times expensive than tap. So that's if you take the number of, like, you have your 16-ounce water bottles, and then, like, you take the price of those and, like, add it up until you get a gallon of water? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, okay. it's, it's, so it's, like, 7, what, how much does it say? $7, $7.50? Yeah, for no. the... for the So $7.50 worth of... Those 16 ounce water bottles. Yeah, like yeah. if you went and bought Got like it. a single I Poland Spring water bottle. Yes. So when you like. Okay. So when you so go to make sure like, a, like a vending machine or whatever and you get one of those, you're really paying $7.50 per gallon. 
while tap is point zero zero four cents. Yeah, when you could like, I mean, you pay like two bucks for it, right? Yeah, but it's really seven dollars fifty cents a gallon. Okay. So, for example, recently I converted my family from drinking gallons of Poland spring water for our main source of water. This was primarily because of a belief that my mom held that our tap water was undrinkable, but really it meets uh, federal federal regulations. It just has a lot of sulfur in it, so it smells and tastes a little bit weird, but we can just filter that out. So we bought about 12 gallons a month or about $80 on, on Poland spring water we spent. That's about $935 a year, and we have a, we have a well on our property. So by switching to filter, filtering our tap water, we save close to $1,000 a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Nice job, man. Well, that doesn't work. Well. That doesn't work for everybody because, like, I, I am in a similar situation, except our water is high in sulfur, like yours, mm-hmm. Lucas, mm-hmm. but it's also high in chlorine and sodium. <laughs> and yeah. it would, the amount of money that it would cost to try to like filter it properly to the point where we could drink it and not get super sick from it would, co- it would cost too much. It would so outweigh like, the cost of yeah, buying. Like, boil it. <laughs> boil it, wait for it to cool, then drink no, it. No, no, have exactly. all your water hot, piping hot. Yeah. You no, only have a hot water heater scald our throats every time we try to drink it well like we used it in our fish tanks and all of our fish died (laughs) (laughs) yeah like we used it to fill like a 90 gallon fish tank and a 55 gallon fish tank and all the fish in those tanks died that's crazy almost almost uh, in one night that's a rough day like that's how bad our water is like so like for us that's like it's not practical to do that but like for most people it is yeah because most uh, i forgot the statistic but a like 90 percent i feel of uh, tap water is in the federal like regulation, so like ninety percent of families in America have good they can tap drink water. Their tap water. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of them have drink bottled water instead because they have a pre preconceived notion that yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's convenience too. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. convenience is definitely a big part of it. So, you know how you're supposed to drink a recommended uh, eight glasses of water a day? I know yeah. that might not be supposedly. It's, yeah, it's, supposedly. yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. I, 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 like I, I think, think I think it's a myth, but like maybe on average, I don't know. I I, I've heard like it's definitely more. been said a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you did that every day, it would cost you about forty nine cents in tap water for an entire year. For a whole year. Yes. Okay. That's two quarters that's, for an entire year. Wow. And for plastic water bottles, about fourteen hundred dollars. That's that's fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. One thousand four hundred. So that's saying like seven of those bottles a day, or eight, eight bottles a day. Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So, uh, I, f- I want to go into a little bit of the history of uh, bottled water. So, it was really lucrative in the middle of the 19th century um, because it was much safer than municipal water supplies because they could be contaminated with cholera and typhoid. Like, Saratoga Springs was one of the main producers, and they sold more than 7 million bottles annually. Mm. Today, we consume about 50 billion. Typhoid. <laughs> 50 billion <laughs> bottles. Yeah. That's a sh- very, very sharp increase. Oh, yeah. That happened in about, like, the 80s, 90s. Uh, so the popularity of bottled water actually declined in the early 20th century because of the invention of chlorine, chlorine, chlorine in the water. It reduced the public's concerns about the pathogens and waterborne diseases and the local water supplies. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so then Perrier popped up. This is a French company. It began to market its uh, to its consumers through their lighthearted ads, and by 88, they were selling 300 million bottles per year. They held 80% of the market. They were selling like luxury water, basically, like mineral water. So like Fiji like kind of water. Yeah, yeah. They were marketing I'd it I'd say more like Voss. Yeah. Voss water. I don't know what that is. It, it, dude, 
they they the glass water bottles. Oh, that's just that's glass. way too rich for me. <laughs> Boss is nice. That's way, way too, too rich for me. So that's so that's what they were marketing theirs as. Because and by doing that, they took back control of like selling their water instead of the public relying on the municipal supplies. So then in 1990, when Perrier seemed like they were at the top of like the industry, they're selling all they could do. A uh, random check in North Carolina came up, and they found a carcinogen in the Perrier water. That's not even that bad. <laughs> Carcinogens yeah, okay. everywhere. Okay. Carcinogen a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's not true. So that led to the recall of 160 million bottles. Uh, this was about half of what Perrier was selling. And it does completely destroyed Perrier and led to less water bottle consumption overall in the entire market. Because Perrier held 80% of it. That's <laughs> However, this is where the giant started. Nestle began to take over. They bought the wounded Perrier and sales took off. In seven years from 1990 to 1997, sales sh- shot from $115 million to $4 billion. Bro, I wish my profits on anything could just increase by that percentage. Oh, yeah. In seven years? In seven years? I wish I could make $4 billion. (laughs) (laughs) So this is in a large part. uh, Did Nestle buy them as the candy company? I'm not. I'm not really sure. I mean, Nestle's huge. Nestle's the biggest food distributor in the world. Yeah. Did they they, they start off as a candy company or did they start off as something else? I feel like it had to be a candy company. I'm not sure. Well, Crunch Bars are amazing. I know they're best known for candy, but but like they have all of that. I didn't, the I, meat. They, yeah, they have they, like chicken. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they like they were a parent company of a bunch of water companies they were until enormous. you described this. Oh yeah, overall situation to me. Which Nestle is, is the ultimate parent company. The sales shot in a large part due to marketing, and Nestle advertised that there was perceived health benefits to their bottled water when there wasn't. So Nestle quickly became the bottled water juggernaut, and it's the I, like I said the largest food distributor in the world. Uh, Nestle ships bottled water under 50 brands in five countries, like Ethan was saying. 50 brands. 50 brands. Can you imagine being a company that owns 50 brands just for bottled water? Oh, that's for just for bottled water. Oh, yeah. 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 They okay. have all the other stuff. No, nah, that's, that's, that's too many. So but if you ever hear the brands Perrier, Nestle, Pure Life, I, I, obviously, Poland Springs, or Arrowhead, those are all owned by Nestle. So what's the purpose of having 50 different brands for water? Like, even because I would get having like those like four. Because it still gives you, like, a perceived, like, market of, like, different water. So, this is what I believe happened. So, like, for example, Poland Springs was started in Maine, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just by a local guy. Right. Something Poland, whatever his first name was. Okay. And Nestle came in, bought them out, kept the brand name. And I think they did that across the country. Like, Arrowhead is specific in, I think, out west a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Poland is obviously specific on the east coast, more yeah. so. So, they just, like, started, like, collecting smaller companies? Yeah. Oh, then there's like Ice Mountain that's out there too, like out west. So I think like each comp- each brand kind of has their own like localized. Yeah, area. That's, okay. that's what I was gonna say. Well, like that. Yeah. The, the like the purchase of those like brands probably wasn't public, like r- really important. Yeah. Like, publicized information. Yeah. Like, like people probably were like didn't really know about it those pur- purchases. So like Poland Springs, even though it's o- owned by this giant corporation. Mm-hmm. They still think it's their local brand and they're by the local farmer that started it. Yeah, that I've never I didn't even think about that, but that yeah. that's an information well, gap right there. It makes sense about the like the regionalization regionalization too because I've never like heard of Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Like I can't oh, think of a yeah, single time I've seen the water bottle like Arrowhead. Yeah, I don't really only know Poland Springs. It's a coy marketing strategy. 
Boy. <laughs> so I looked at Nestle's income statement from last year, uh, just for about just for their water company, Nestle Waters, North America, just in North America, okay. forty five billion dollars. All right. Do you do you know do you know what they got worldwide? Globally? No, I didn't no. even bother to check that. Yeah, I think $45 billion is plenty. <laughs> That's a lot. So uh, around the rest of the market, Pepsi, Aquafina, they own 13%. Coke, Dasani has 11% of the market. Like The rest goes to the rest goes to Nestle? Most likely. Yeah. I mean, a, f- a fair amount of it. Obviously, there's some like really local brand, like Tops. Tops has water. Mm, Tops water is it's not yeah, it. I know Tops it's, water is not it. Tops it water is not like, it. It like, it is doo-doo. I'm telling you. I, think, yeah, I yeah. honestly think it's the plastic. Really? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not it. <laughs> so uh, bringing up the Aquafina and Dasani brand, that comes up with an important distinction. Uh, while they're both bottled water, Aquafina and Dasani are purified municipal water, which means that they're just tap water that the companies purify and then bottle, re-bottle and sell. So it's literally just like drinking your tap water and running it through a filter. It's literally just like what I drink, and that's what they sell. I mean, obviously they have higher... Uh, filtering techniques and stuff but and what Poland spring does is that that's spring water so that's coming down through springs and they get it treat it and then sell it to you so the uh, national resources defense council concluded that there's no assurance that bottled water is cleaner or safer than tap and this was really surprising an estimated 25 percent or more of bottled water is really just tap water in bottle so you're establishing that tap or yeah most tap water most tap water is indifferent from bottled water yes yeah and 25 percent of it is actually just tap water and these perceived health benefits are not necessarily false but, but they're not true they're either. not true no not at all yeah okay they but the thing is because you said like they are they haven't been proven to be better or worse yeah exactly okay but with all the marketing like it's like twisted people's minds to where they think that like I need I'm gonna drink this water like the minerals or whatever in it and the purifying techniques are gonna be good for me. Yeah, you, you got know? this super clear plastic. It's got curves. On <laughs> you. It really catches the eye. Yeah, that's, yeah. So this is kind of uh, separate from the straight up economics, but there's been a lot of controversy in the bottle water bottling industry. Like we know of Flint, Michigan, right? Yeah, that's yes, not bottled yes, water, yes, but yes. like. The water is just contaminated there. The municipal water. It's lead, right? I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Yep. They also have Flint. Also has the highest water bills in the country, or did before the thing, before the. Outbreak. Their water was not good. Yeah. Uh, also in Michigan, this is crazy. Nestle was first permitted to pump up to 400 gallons of water per minute from the aquifers that uh, feed Lake Michigan, and all they have to do is pay $200 annually. It's $200 annually for 400 just gallons of water a yep. minute per minute per minute. That's ridiculous. That's the the amount of money that they can just make off a minute of that is way if far they, outweighs two hundred dollars a year. If yeah. they can, if they can pump four hundred gallons a minute, I will be impressed because that's a lot of water <laughs> to get out of something in sixty seconds. Yeah, they got, they got, they got a ton of stuff there. Uh, I mean, in fact, like Michigan gave Nestle thirteen million dollars in tax breaks just to locate there. Sixteen million dollars in tax breaks. Thirteen million. Thirteen. Just million. to locate there, and then they were like, "Oh, only you only need to pay us two hundred dollars a year." That's stupid. Like how I don't understand how states states do that all the time. It's crazy. Uh, Freiburg, Maine. This is the, the main. Uh, so I read a book, Bottle Mania, and Freiburg, Maine was the main source of like controversy in the book. Okay. So Freiburg, Maine's town water was shut off, and Poland Spring continued to pump the water. That was in two thousand four. 
and there's a lawsuit about that. But like, none of the citizens in the town had the had water running. They didn't have running water, but Poland continued to pump from the town. Why? Why did they and shut, sell the water? Why did they shut down the water? I don't know. I they didn't have enough water. Like they were so it was like it was like a shortage of, concern. It wasn't like they like, had something in their filters that was wrong. No, like air quotes. The walls were dry, but Poland was really still pumping. Mm. So. so so Freiburg, Maine, is going without sh- like they're they're wipe, wiping down their bodies, showering with baby towels. Yeah, all right, and then you <laughs> see Poland spring trucks just cruising through, just pumping all their water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. They even see them like on their roads in the town. They see these trucks going by with all this water. That that is scummy <laughs> I, how do yeah, you that's that's upsetting so i reached out to poland spring about this issue and they responded by saying regarding this lawsuit we believe that it is baseless and then i questioned them further and they clarified that they believe the lawsuit is an attempt to manip- manipulate the legal system manipulate the legal system in what way i have no idea like what do they, they not elaborate about. on that or all no that's it they didn't respond to my <laughs> messages oh. after that <laughs> But I was like, what do they mean by manipulating the legal system? How could they? It's, it's just the citizens of a small town. I know. It's, it was weird. It was weird. I reached out further to um, Nestle, and I, uh, or I actually questioned them. I was asking about the, um, the plastic in the water bottles. You know, you know that Microplastics. report? Microplastics. Yeah, yeah. Like 93% of bottled water ca- yep. came out with that. So I questioned them about that, and they stated that they've tested their bottled water and that they are they're they're assuring us that their water is safe to drink, and that they've only found trace amounts of microplastics in their drinks. Sounds what, good, right? What 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 qualifies as trace amounts? I don't know what I don't know. I'm assuming like scarce, like one or two or three parts per million. Parts per million, okay. But I did my own research on this because I I was kind of like. Are you I, like I just read this article that ninety three percent of bottled water has that, and you guys have a huge share in the industry. Yeah. So I read a Business Insider article, and it said Nestle, along with Aquafina and Dasani, have tens, hundreds, and in some cases thousands of microplastics floating in their products. So that's not trace amounts. Yeah. I, well, I mean, maybe ten. I mean, tens, tens and but hundreds and thousands. I not that's say. not. Trace. I would even make an argument that hundreds could be trace amounts because hundreds out of parts per million, but like thousands. It's, yeah, that's a lot. But like a lot of things are like that's a whole extra zero. Like by yeah. the, by the <laughs> FDAC or whatever, like the or by the FDA, like a lot of things are like if you have a hundred parts per million of this chemical, it's toxic. Is is a mainly parts per million that they measured? Yes. Okay. So like, I'm assuming like microplastics in a hundred is not trace. Yeah. Well, I are, mean, it's are, noticeable. Are, are microplastics even bad? No. Th- I nothing's been proved that they have. But nothing's also been proved that they're, like nothing's been proved that they're bad for you. But nothing's been proved that they're like good for you. So, so it's mainly just like a fear of microplastics. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't know what they are. Okay. Exactly. Like, I mean, we'd like to assume that they're fine for us because they're in lit- all the bottled water. But they could be bad for us. Yeah. So it's good to keep out on a lookout for that. So it was m- one of my last people to reach out to. I reached out to a former vice president and chief of sustain- sustainability officer at Nestle. Uh, he recently quit his job, and now he's working at Loop Industries, which is a company that's devoted to sustainability in plastics. But I asked him about his time at Nestle. First, I asked why he switched jobs. I was secretly hoping that this was because he like hated Nestle. Like He realized that they were doing really bad stuff. He had private information. They were just going to send you a PDF. And yeah, I was really hoping. Yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, exactly. But that that wasn't 
he was just offered a better job. So I was a little disappointed. That's what but he was told to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I asked him uh, what he believed the the benefits that bottled water had over tap. And he responded that bottled water should never be compared to tap. And that bottled water is not intended to replace or compete with tap ever. But it does this, so much. This threw me off my rhythm. That threw so you hard. <laughs> so hard. I was so confused. Literally, you have bottled and tap water. What other options do you have for water? The beach. There are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so confused by what he was saying. So I followed up and he, I kept asking him about it. I told him I was confused. And he said that his answer was that uh, bottled water was competing with sugary drinks. And like I get that because no, that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. It's it's a portable drink and it's supposed to go against like like Pepsi or Coke or is like it right. is it competing with sugary drinks? Well, it's it's no way. In my household, it's competing against tap water. Me like, too. Me too. Like well, when you think of like competition, right? Like McDonald's and Burger King, they're both fast food joints that like serve the same stuff generally, right? Yeah. So how can you compete? bottled water with bottled sugary drinks when you have tap water as well it's like you should be competing water and water and they're just served in different they're under different brands or they're on you know well they're i guess what he's saying is like he's they're looking more at like the fact that it, you can carry it around with you and that's what they're saying is the more important part that's true that's but true. most people take it as like this is water and tap is also water and, and like, they compare it like that and like you think about it what do most people in their house probably use their water for? And, like, when they think of what you use your water for, you're going to go showering or you're going to mm-hmm. go with, like, washing the dishes. Yeah, that's actually what the guy – uh, I After I kept uh, probing him and asking him, that's actually what he, he said. Because I was like, well, in my household, we drink a ton of tap water. Like, we barely have any bottled. And he said, well, this is uh, – he said, compare the volume of the, the water that you use in a day for bathing, toilets, food prep, like Ethan said to how much that you actually drink. And then he followed that up with, good luck in your quest, sir. He, he was, was done not, with me. He was not happy with you. No, he was done with me. He had much he, more important things than to deal with. Yeah, your he's, he's working on the sustainability of plastic, which yeah. it, it's not biodegradable, so I don't know why he's worried about that. <laughs> no, not at all. He did not, like, he, he, was, he, he didn't like up. me. He I mean, I appreciate his market. time, though. Like, he gave me, like, good answers. Well, he oh, yeah. Some argument, like. Yeah, I didn't even the think of it. The argument for water, bottled water competing with sugary drinks is definitely viable. Oh yeah, but I don't think it is. Like sugary, like sugary drinks, the industry is huge. Yeah, it's it's like it's one of the biggest in the world. Sugary drinks are not going to go away. The market share for sugary drinks, like pop and stuff, um, more than doubles the share for bottled water. <laughs> exactly. Yep, right there. That's all you need to know. But like, even if you say that they're competing with sugary drinks, right? That's their intention to have a nice, have a portable drink that's better for your health and isn't going to be sugary. Like there's an unintended consequence of having that because people think that's better than tap. And then they move to that and then they're ending up paying 2000 times more for their water. That's not that much. No, I got that kind of cash laying around on my couch. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm saving like a thousand dollars a year. That's pretty good. Your, That's your really family good. is saving a thousand dollars a year. My family's saving a thousand dollars. I guess if I did it individually, it'd probably be like two fifty. Yeah. Well, if you don't. Well, I don't know. I drink a lot of the water. I drink probably like four hundred for me. Honestly, I drink most of the water. Oh, look at you. oh god, dang! Look at you go. <laughs> yeah. We're slumped. 
We're slumped. We are slumped. Matthew is. That was a hard nod by Matthew. Dude, Matt we already fell slumped. asleep. Right I definitely here. took a nap on that bed. So, do you know at all how 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 did like companies win people over with bottled water? It was literally all marketing. Just marketing. Like we're ridiculous. Literally from the 1990s, early 1990s, there's like a couple hundred million people drinking bottled water, or a couple hundred million bottles being consumed a year. Within 10 years, we're drinking in the billions. Like, it jumped that, like, that's ridiculous. Be Just because companies were marketing, uh, drink this water, like, and, or they, like, advertise with, like, a waterfall, like, in their commercial, or, like, on their, like, the Poland Spring has, like, a deer on it. Yeah. Like, to put you in sense with, like, nature, that it's good for you, like, it's not dirty it, water coming off your tap, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And people just... They well the companies took it and just ran with it because people responded to it so well. They're like, Oh, this stuff's good for me, I'm gonna drink tons of this. Well, like, not everyone jumps over. Like a lot of people personally I think like I'm a lot if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like yep. if my, the water I'm drinking right now it's fine. is perfectly fine, I'm not gonna like switch over to a, a supposedly better water bottle. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to be told this water is the water you're doing right now or drinking right now is bad for you that's right what i need to be told right did they do that no i mean oh, oh there is a, okay i mean i guess they did a little bit there was this one campaign in um it was targeted towards cleveland yeah and i forgot what company it was it had to have been poland spring and nestle but they were like i think drink. It was, i think it was perrier perrier was it i think so it was like drink this water um though it's way better than the dirty water that you're drinking from cleveland and stuff and, like, we've run tests, and we found that the Cleveland water is unhealthy for you. That was their marketing campaign, right? It I'm was guessing, huge. I'm guessing they lied about their tests. They must have because Cleveland, in response, went out, tested all of their water. All of their water met their federal requirements. Okay. And they went out and did blind taste tests between their water and Perrier. Their water won 9 out of 10 times. Like, yeah, like, Cleveland water. That's was, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, city water is generally better because you guys both have well water. Yep. I have city water. My water definitely would taste better than your. your. I don't understand oh, yeah. how you get city water based on where you live. Dude, to be completely I live honest in the little of, middle of nowhere. I don't. I cannot believe it. We only got it two years ago. The house across the tracks from me has city water from Darien. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's upsetting. It's a sad day. You it is. This is. You a sad said day. you got green yeah. goo coming out of your faucet. Yeah. We like we like turn on the shower and we have to wait for like. The puss to like <laughs> <laughs> just fall out of the shower head first. But like, so with the marketing techniques, the thing is, I know we talked about this in the first episode, the mo- kind of the Mozart effect, uh, how the first article or the first report that somebody hears is what they uh, what they believe. So like, if the first report that someone hears is about the terrible water in cleveland they're probably not going to hear the report that nine out of ten people prefer the cleveland water and that's probably not even health like more healthier or any worse yeah exactly more healthier shut up man <laughs> don't you die <laughs> hey, listen you're trying to like get off the microphone and like make fun of me no we you say something you say it to my face through that <laughs> microphone okay you hear me more healthier does not make grammatical sense <laughs> healthier does not make Many fishy business. That's all I've got to say. Hey. <laughs> all right. Hey. So I continued my conversation with Nestle. And I was also told that nearly 70% of what we drink usually comes in a 
plastic package. So Dr- wait, for everything? Yeah, seventy percent of what everything we drink comes in a plastic package. Yeah, that's definitely or in a package, mostly plastic. That's crazy though. I mean, obviously people drink more like sugary drinks, Powerade, all that stuff than mm-hmm. water, but like. The amount of water we're drinking is mostly bottled. And because maybe it's because of those health benefits. Maybe it's because of convenience. But, like, most people believe that – or, I mean, like, most of the water that people have, they could could drink. Okay. And they could save a ton of money doing so. 70% of everything we drink is is in, in some sort of plastic. Yep. We need glass. Yeah, glass water bottles like Voss? No, actually, no. Glass would be no. way more expensive and <laughs> probably not better at all. Yeah. Well, if you if you have glass, um, the cost could go up. Like Voss is like three or four dollars or whatever. Oh yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm definitely kidding. Yeah, yeah. I know glass is more expensive. But glass. You need it is tap water. Personal glass water bottles that you use and fill up with tap. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at, <laughs> where it's at right there. <laughs> or like clean canteen. Dude, those are nice. Those are so nice. Teen. Oh, the bamboo oh top. I want to get the biggest one. What was the biggest one called again? 64 ounce growler. It's the, the growler. growler. Yeah. Just the growler. Dude, that thing is Just massive. the name. Just the name. It's huge. That's your recommended daily amount. In one thing. Yeah. It's a lot of water. With a bamboo top. It's a lot of fluid. That thing would be heavy the for The growler sadly oh, does yeah, not have a bamboo top. I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm not getting There's it anymore. There's only, I think, a 20. There are 28 ones. Just take one gulp of that and you're good. The, the growler, yeah, you're one, good for the day. One yeah, growler, can you even carry that day. around like no, efficiently? Dude, that's be heavy. <laughs> Unless you have like a backpack, probably just like attach you, you, it. You just carry a cooler around all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, regarding the almost 2,000 times markup on bottled water, Nestle responded with this is probably what you guys are thinking too. The price of bottled water reflects the investment necessary to ensure the convenience, taste, safety, quality. Including bottling, con- quality control, marketing, transport, and distribution costs. The only thing I understand about that is convenience. Like from what you've told me, like bottled water is is convenient. Right. I don't, I don't. I don't think many people would argue about that. But like the taste, the quality, the health benefits. That's. Oh yeah. That there's no. Those are all very superficial things. Yeah. I mean, I also get the marketing and transport and distribution costs, and yeah. a little bit of quality control, I guess. Yeah. But like they're upplaying it so much that like. We're going to provide you with – this is going to be way healthier. This is going to be way safer for you. It's going to be the best thing that you're drinking. Like like bottled angel tears, and they're giving it to you, and it's going to make you live longer. <laughs> yeah. It's directly from the fountain of youth. Yep. They're, yeah, pump, they're pumping from the fountain of youth. That's what Nessie's claiming. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Exposed. So, I mean, that's that's kind of reasonable, right? Like the convenience – transportation the, marketing that we were talking about that's, yes, that's reasonable that's reasonable but they make 50 to 60 percent profit on bottle of water on one bottle of water they make about 50 or 60 percent profit do you mean like that's money in the profit or yeah. in their pockets or is yep. that like nope. revenue minus costs no nope, that's in there that's in their pockets at least half of what they're selling you if it's a two dollar water bottle at least one dollar they're making that's disgusting where did that stat come from uh it came from a gasoline owner. He owns a Shell gas station, and it was referenced in Bottle Mania by Elizabeth wrote, but that was from a gas company. You know how much like, you know how much gas people get make? No, like people that own. Not at all. No, for three dollars, hopefully a lot, because like, ridiculous. <laughs> I am paying two seventy five for that gas. Like they better not be making more than like 
two cents. Two cents. Yeah, exactly. They're, two they're cents. making like 30 to 40 percent. All right. Which that's, seems like a lot, it's right? Like the oil and everything. That's a ton. But then you turn around and look at bottled water, 50 to 60 percent. I'm sure mo- on an average of what companies make is about 25 percent. Is that reasonable? Does anyone, do you know? Maybe 10 to 25. I don't know. I, well, like, gas companies make a ton of on profit. That's why they're so rich. Like, if you open up a gas station and you can get a lot of people to come, you're set. You're a millionaire. You know? Okay. Like, my dad has this one friend. Um, he opened up a gas station on the Indian uh, Reserve. And, I mean, he also sold, like, cigarettes and stuff, too. But he's a millionaire now. He has this enormous house, like, just from the gas station. That sounds amazing. I say we get out of this podcast business <laughs> and we go make a gas station. And, like, on the Reserve, like... The gas is cheaper because there's no taxes, right? And all that, but yeah. So the profit on get for gas companies is absurd. But then bottled water is literally ten to twenty percent more than gas. That's disgusting. That is just that's just not right. And I mean, how many people really know about that? No one. Hopefully, any, everyone that listens to this podcast. Well, now, yeah, but like, did, like before, did you guys know about that? Really? No. Like, aside from me talking about it, I, well, I never looked at a bottle of water and it was like there's some fishy business going on. Yeah, because, like, initially, like... It's like, you look at other things, and you're like, like, maybe, like, some, like, crops. You're like, mm, yeah. mm GMOs, and you never know. Yeah, that's true, that's you true. You know? But bo- bottle of water, I never looked at. Well, even when you look at, like, a bottle of water compared to, like, a Pepsi, you're like, oh, yeah, those are about the same price. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what they're put next to, in, like, yep. a store. Because they're but competing. Like, right. Well, yeah, but, like, you put it next to, like, tap water, and then you're like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. But mm-hmm. you don't see it next to tap water on sale. Yeah, because you wash your body with tap water. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, like, before, like, I started researching and reading about this, what I thought was I looked at a bottle of water, and I was like, this is about a dollar or two. Like, this is a good cost for me. Like, I'm getting a nice bottle, a quality drink, all that. I'm getting water. And then I looked at my tap, and I was like, I mean, this just comes out for me. I don't have to pay for it, but it looks a little murky. And it smells like eggs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's not good water. That's like, what I like in my water. I need to pay a dollar or two to get good drinking water. But then you slap a filter on the tap, and all of a sudden you have good water. Yeah, you slap a $20 Brita filter on there, and bada exactly. bing, bada boom, you're drinking that sucker. Mm-hmm. And you're not paying $1,000 a year for uh, gallons of water. Well, I know. Invest smartly, people. Get a Brita filter. Well, exactly. public public water fountains are becoming a lot more popular. Yeah, that's true. So you could honestly just get like a like a Gatorade bottle like you have over there, or like a clean canteen like we were talking about earlier, or like some other like reusable like water bottle, and just go to public facilities. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be the tap water, and it's like a one time investment. That's mm-hmm. true. Yep, At like literally like five dollar water bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, like but clean canteen like they're super nice. They're a little more expensive, but. If like the numbers that we're telling you are true, then you'll still be saving like hundreds of dollars. Of yeah. From instead of getting like the cheap plastic water bottles that you're literally just gonna throw on the side of the road when you're done with. Yeah. Only I mean, this isn't about the economics of water, but like for the sustainability and stuff, only about thirty percent of bottled water is recycled. Which is ridiculous. We think like all the bottles of water that we're having, like, oh, we're gonna recycle these, that's gonna be good, like that's how we're going to create a better environment. But only 30%, a third of them are recycled. And then it gets thrown into the ocean. Yep. Well, there's like, did you guys hear about like the island of like plastic and waste? island of mm-hmm. plastic. It's just sitting in the ocean. It's yeah. not going anywhere. But it's plastic. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, just waste. The other day I saw on Twitter this like 
shark or whale or something washed up on the shore and it was dead. And it had, <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. It's not a zombie <laughs> the shark walking. The shark just like, legs and starts walking <laughs> the shark's just chilling on the beach, getting a nice okay. suntan. Well, it had something like eighty pounds of water, bo- plastic water bottles in it, or something. Eighty like pounds, something like that. That's like, bad. Like eighty plastic water bottles. Oh, I don't even know. oh, those are 80, different. Those 80 are different numbers. Of plastic water bottles is a lot of water. That bottles. thing, those have right. to individually weigh like less than a, way less than a pound. All right, it's. Okay. It's probably 80 bottles. Okay, it's late out. It's late. All right, I'm tired. It was 80 plastic water bottles. It's Are 9 you o'clock. Sure? That yeah. too. It's also only 9 o'clock. You were fine. Guys, stop it. It was 80 plastic water bottles. Listen, I know we had some a ball of time at those train tracks. All right, <laughs> check the Snapchat story. All right, but come on. It's not that bad. All right, well, anyway, 80 plastic water bottles washed up in this thing because they're all like one in the ocean and stuff. That, that's crazy. Because it's not recycled. It's bad. It's unhealthy. And they don't go away. They'll be there for a very, very long time until people clean it up. Yep. Are people going to clean it up? Nope. I'm pretty sure people... <laughs> no, I think I think there's been efforts to, like, chip away from it. But there isn't really that much concern. Like, you hear of all these, like, environmental issues. People think of global warming. People aren't super concerned about plastic. Because like change. Whatever. It's climate change. Now. Okay. Like, well, yeah, man, well climate change. People yeah, are more concerned about climate right. change. The point remains the same that, like, if I recycle, I think I'm really making a difference, even though it's not enough and it's not really solving the problem. It's literally, like, one step forward, a million steps back. Because oh. that's how much, that's how much like, stuff is. Like, you're cleaning up a couple water bottles, a ton more water bottles are coming in. Like, literally a ton. Literally, literally a ton. A <laughs> probably multiple tons. Multiple tons. Many, many tons. I mean, if... If uh, if Poland or if Nestle can pump like four hundred million gallons a minute or or four hundred gallons a minute at uh, one place, like that's like a ton of water, like an actual like a metric ton. Sorry, <laughs> like not just like whoa, like not just the expression like that's a ton of water, but yeah. Thanks for elaborating so deeply on that. All right, kill yourself. So <laughs> holy cow! Wow. I think that'll uh, do it for this episode. Uh, I hope I inform- we informed you guys on the uh, economics upon bottled water. Go buy Clean Canteen. I hope you can. Hashtag not sponsored. Not sponsored. Yeah, we're not sponsored <laughs> we by We would Brita like to be sponsored. We would love to be sponsored by Clean Canteen. Yeah, come check us out. Disconnected Podcast. Brita, Clean Canteen, hit us up. We love you guys. So I hope that you guys learned a little bit more about how much you're actually paying for your water bottles. And hopefully you'll start shifting towards tap. Yeah, so stay classy and get connected.